The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome. I'm so grateful you're joining us here today. You might be listening live on 1150 AM KKNW Alternative Talk Radio here in the Seattle area on Blog Talk Radio, TransformationTalkRadio.com, or after the fact on ChristineUpchurch.com or one of the dozens of podcasts the show ends up in. But wherever and whenever you're joining us, I'm so grateful you're here. And I want to say hello to the man behind the technology who keeps me sane and calm through the show, Mr. Benny Mathers. Good morning. That's a new one, sane. (laughs) We all try to be at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, it's funny because um, we're going to be talking about attachment today, which is a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And uh, at one point, (laughs) exactly (laughs) attachment to people perceiving me to be of a certain, you know, sanity or, um, you know, groundedness. Well, not just groundedness, but uh, right. You know, it's kind of like Mm, I think that there's a whole there are a whole lot of people out there who think that some of the things that we talk about on the station that talk about on the show are way out there and they're they're not grounded in reality at all. And when I first became a healer, I was a little concerned about how people would perceive me because I went from this research statistician to, you know, woo-woo healer waving my hands around people, affecting serious and sometimes yeah. profound change. Yeah. What's her still, deal? Yeah, yeah, what's her deal? So, um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway. I think it'll be a great show. I, I think so, too. Okay. And it's, it's funny because um, I sort of have these waves of inspiration that come through me. And I think that's part of being connected to our authentic self. Mm-hmm. Part of being connected to the flow of information, sometimes there's certain things that are just like so ripe, and I either write about it, sometimes a blog, sometimes within the context of writing a book, or I want to talk about it. And I, there's something that I, I really want to talk about today that I just didn't have the right guest lined up for. It's like, no, today I need to talk about this. But before I get into that, I want to say, yeah, that's perfect. Hey, here's the book. And you got it. Yes. Here's hey, the congratulations. Of the I didn't book. even know that. You surprised me, too. Yay. Awesome job. Yeah. And by the way, Benny, this Let's is. Show it right here. So. Th- this is your oh. copy. Oh. This is your copy, but trust me, there are lots more where these came from. Well, I'm going to do this since we are live online. If you want to check it out, 1150kknw.com or YouTube. Let me grab the book from you. I'm going to run over here. Okay. okay. So you can still talk Great. about it while I do one thing. Okay. So it, it's a book um, that's got several authors. And I'm one of the contributing authors. It, my chapter is called The Downside to Seeking. And the book is called All You Need is Love. But that's not all. The subtitle says The, the Importance of Transcending the Spiritual Clichés and Living Their Deeper Meaning. All right. You know, because we talk about spiritual myths. We talk about spiritual clichés. It's time to let go of some of the dogma that's been created around this New Age movement. There's so much wisdom here. But also... We have attachment <laughs> to certain perspectives. <laughs> There's that word again. Indeed. And um, sometimes with our myopic focus of this is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way my spiritual experience is supposed to be. This is the way my spiritual practice is supposed to be. Uh, this is the way my journey is supposed to be. Sometimes we end up hitting a wall or it feels like spiritual fluff. You know, the cotton candy that's occasionally tasty at the fair once a year, but not something you want to ingest every single day sort of thing. Um, And this book has several wonderful authors sharing their personal stories. And I share my personal journey as well. Um, The book that I've got coming out in 2020, the top 20 myths about spirituality, it's more of um, nonfiction kind of teaching book. And yes, I share some personal information in there about my own journey and information about clients and, um, and yet, this the story, the downside to seeking in this book, 
is very, very personal. It's about um, my journey, the bumps along the way, and some of the wisdom that I've garnered from that process. So um, if you want to learn more about it, go to my website, christineupchurch.com, and it's on the homepage of the website, and you can click on that link. And I know it says that the bonus expired July 21st. Now, Benny, remember the bonus that we created together, you and I? Wait, which bonus? <laughs> Can you tell it's Friday? <laughs> Just a little bit, sorry. The, the audio yes, version yes, yes, of yes, the yes, chapter. Yes, sorry, yes. So that, yeah, I'm sorry. I should have known that. That was, that was so easy. Like, we no, took no, no. a little bit of time I, out of our weekend to go do that, so. We did. Sorry, and, I and no, no I love it. it. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, we like, we should have attachment to being perfect on the air. Yeah, it's never right. going to happen, nope, you know? No, nope, no, no. Nope. Um, Guilty. <laughs> But um, Benny helped, Benny produced um, my audio version of the chapter. I'm reading the chapter, The Downside to Seeking. And if you purchase the book, you send a, a receipt to info at christineuptrish.com. It's all on the website. You can get that audio MP3 version of the chapter. Speaking of the website, big news, big refurbished website with new services, with new images, with new content, including video content. And I'm going to do a little teaser here. There's also video content of Jack Canfield interviewing me. It's on the homepage under, you know, what to watch. And there are several videos there. Also on the radio show page, I've got a video about the power of conversation. Because what we do on these shows, many people are drawn into either... Um, television interviews, radio interviews, podcasts, because we learn something more. And I talk a little bit about the difference between, say, radio versus presentations, the difference between the conversation and how we get something more out of than compared to, say, reading a book. So anyway, please check out my new website. And I'm going to tell you, if you go deep enough, um, you'll find something that's entitled Mystery and Surprise. See if you can find that also. If you find an error in there and you send me in at info at christineuptrich.com about that error, typo, link that doesn't work, I will send you that same bonus of that chapter. and You don't even have to buy the whole book. So um, anyway, please check that out. I'm waiting for the, but wait, there's more. <laughs> no? Uh, Other bike that could be. Actually. See, I knew it. There, there, yeah, I've. I'm offering some new services now, <laughs> and it is really exciting because, um, you know, we're, we're again, we're talking <laughs> about attachment today, and, and I'll start talking about that soon. But anyway, um, along the way of my journey, you know, I'm a former research statistician who eventually had to let go of my attachment to being, you know, that ki- having that kind of career and, and having people view me as the research statistician. Then I went into what some people would think of as woo-woo healing, but type of healing that has a lot of scientific basis and I facilitated healings thousands of them taught thousands around the globe how to facilitate it for themselves and over the last several years I've been going through a lot of personal changes and I've shifted you know my path and it's funny because I'm going to admit this on air guys I've been doing this show this is the seventh year I've been doing radio for seven years now And um, I was trying to decide at the end of 2018 about whether or not I was going to continue with the show. And I sort of let go of attachment. There's that word again. And then um, I thought, you know what? I might not renew. This takes a lot of time and energy. And I love, you know, communicating with these visionaries from all over the world who are helping to shift our planet who help inspire each of us and all of you listeners. I really, I feel very grateful for getting to play this role, but I wasn't sure that I was going to continue, so I sort of let go of my attachment about that. And then all of a sudden, uh, it hit me. I need to help people become better guests on radio shows, podcasts, and I need to help people learn how to interview better. Um, and it, it kind of, I got kind of got this big aha, uh-huh, and yes, I need to continue this because the media coaching is to become an important part of what it is I'm offering. So I, I'm offering media coaching for both sides of the mic. And I've got a, a really exciting course coming out um, in November. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. Anyway, you know, here I am inspired to talk about attachment. 
And um, I'm just going to sort of start before I get into some of the personal stuff relating to this. But let me just say that if you're in the consciousness realm, you have probably heard about how, you know, Buddha has talked about the root of all suffering is attachment. And yet, on the flip side of that, we have psychologists, social scientists, doctors such as immunologists, researchers who show that our immune system, our will to live, our vibrancy, our happiness, our lack of depression relate to our attachment on some level, our connection, our social relationships. Um, and in fact, there's, there's something, there's an approach to parenting called attachment parenting, which is something I have, um, I did with my kids when they were younger, where it's actually been shown to be very beneficial for the child, the baby. Um, and community connection is really important. So my question today that I'm posing that I want to sort of explore and kind of, you know, excavate is what's healthy attachment and what's unhealthy attachment? What is it about attachment that's really good, that serves our well-being, that serves our positive expansion, not only personally but collectively, and what gets in the way? And also, when we're facing attachment, perhaps it's attachment of something that was healthy that we need to let go of, or perhaps it was attachment of something that was unhealthy that we're facing and releasing. What is it about releasing attachment that also serves us? You know, um, we humans are tribal in nature, and I think sometimes those of us on our conscious journey think about transcending being human, transcending this, the density of this planet. And, you know, it's very tempting at times to do exactly that. Uh, but really, we are here in human form for a good purpose. And humans are tribal. Think about it. We have descended from ancestors who relied on the tribe, being a part of the tribe in order to survive. So the, the tribal beliefs and the tribal needs are programmed in our DNA. It's, it's very, very important for us. So we, we need to think in terms of what is it about attachment that relates to that, our, our tribal needs? Um, and we're going to get into that a little bit more and about the positive aspects of attachment when we return here in just a few moments. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there. But when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one -on -one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. 
I'm Christy Nepchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, we're talking today about attachment. What's healthy and what's unhealthy? And as I was saying before, research shows that we need to have powerful and strong connections to be healthy. To be not only mentally healthy, but physically healthy. The, the physical um, importance of that connection it shows up in all sorts of, of um, all sorts of scientific ways, you know, where they evaluate blood, where they evaluate longevity. Um, so it's like the connections are really important, and yet sometimes what happens is those connections we have great attachment to that those connections mean a certain form, you know, having a certain significant other, um, having certain friends that we don't really want to let go of. Um, or even like as a parent, not wanting to let go of our child as they they grow up and as they are making their mistakes and, and that, that not wanting to let go. So the question is, how do we decipher the healthy versus unhealthy? Now, I really do believe that there's something very special, unique, and important about the attachment between a parent and child. Um, and I think that in our society, we actually kind of have a tendency to diminish the importance of that and encourage detachment. And I think it's not serving us well. It's not serving our adults who've been raised that way well. Um, I really do believe that if, as parents, we serve our children's dependency needs, that when they grow up, they don't become codependent adults. They become, you know, adults who are standing on their own two feet, who feel like they can navigate life, you know, more substantially and and feel more centered doing it. Um, and yet, there are many people who think, oh, well, you, you put your baby into a crib and let them cry it out or... You know, if, if your baby's crying, you, they're just trying to manipulate, manipulate you, you know. But I have this perspective, and s- there's some science to back this up, and psychologists, many psychologists talk about the importance of this, that it's, it's important to, to serve the dependency needs, to, to, to honor that attachment between the baby and the mother, the, the baby and both parents, the young child and the parents. Uh, and that means holding the child. That means uh, going to that baby when the baby cries, understanding that there's something that's necessary, something that's needed. And it might just be an emotional need, you know, it might be a wet diaper, whatever. But that type of attachment is very key to raising healthy children who turn into healthy adults. Um, and so, you know, the, but the attachment goes both ways, right? As a parent, we are attached to our children being safe. We're attached to our children being happy, at least to a certain degree. So the question becomes, as we parent and as our children get older, how do we let go of that attachment? Should When do we let go of that attachment? And so it's this real balancing act. But there is something very healthy there. And there's also something very healthy about having attachment to friends. Um, you know, we need friendships. But here's the kicker. When that attachment isn't serving us anymore, can we let go? And I think that we really need to be honest with ourselves within the context of a relationship to evaluate um, 
you know, what's, what's really working here? How do I feel around this person? Um, is this person bringing up something for me that I just need to explore? Or is there some dysfunction here where I need to set boundaries? Is there something about this relationship that's no longer serving me? So I think that, yes, the, our tribal need to be attached, to be connected, is really essential. But we also need to be able to evaluate what's serving us and what's not and be willing to let go. That letting go allows us to sort of honor what it is we need, honor what keeps us healthy and what doesn't, and move forward to close one door and and have the potential of opening another door to greater connections, to having a new kind of attachment. And 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 I'm not using that word in a negative way. I'm using it in a positive way. Having the the social connection um, so that we can grow because really our human experience is an important part of our soul's journey. I think that sometimes we lose track of that. It's really important for our soul's expression to be in human form and have these attachments and also to go through the process of letting go of attachment. So for instance, I think oftentimes what happens within the context of unhealthy attachment. It usually rears its ugly head within the context of a romantic relationship. And I bet you if you're listening right now, you, you've got at least one example of that where you, you had a lot of attachment to that relationship. You know, this boyfriend or this girlfriend is the right one because it felt so good initially. Or this husband or this wife was the right one because, you know, it, it was the... we got married and it was nice for a while or it seemed to be good or I used to think it was good and now my perception has changed. So (laughs) we need to be willing to look at our current truth because our current truth isn't necessarily the same truth that we once experienced within the context of the relationship and be willing to let go. And, you know, if you've been following my show for a while and following blogs and that sort of thing, you know that um, I had to face my own attachment within the context of a long-term marriage. I married my high school sweetheart. It was, it was dysfunctional from the beginning, but it felt normal because of the dysfunction within my family. To make a long story short, um, I had a lot of attachment that I had to let go of, including attachment to my, what I thought was my forever home when I moved out um, ultimately. And one of the things I learned is that Yes, letting go of attachment creates a lot of grief, a lot of pain. Um, and it's not that that pain itself is suffering. It's funny because when I think about Buddha saying um, the root of suffering is attachment, it's, it's almost not, it's not the releasing of the attachment that, that causes the suffering. It's painful, but it doesn't have to create suffering. It's being stuck and thinking that you can't let go that creates the suffering. So within the context of that marriage that I thought was supposed to last for the rest of my life, and I thought that, okay, well, you know, I want to have this family unit so that someday when my kids had kids, and I have to talk about, you know, I have to, may have to let go of some attachment to that, but, you know, that they bring their, their children home, they bring their, their mates home, you know, it, it's, it's this family unit, it looks, looks a certain way. And so that attachment created this suffering because I kept being stuck in this really dysfunctional, unhealthy relationship. And ultimately, I healed enough to recognize that it wasn't serving me And that it would never serve me. And I finally let go. And so on the flip side of the suffering within that attachment, letting go of attachment was very painful. But, you know, the, the pain does not necessarily imply suffering. Because the release creates this opening. It helps us face our illusions that we can let go of. It helps us to go deeper into our truth of our needs, of our desires, our, the truth of who we are. So again, it's like the, the attachment creates the dysfunction, which creates the suffering. 
but really letting go doesn't have to be I mean it, ha- it it I think by design creates grieving which can be painful and yet it does not have to create suffering on the other side of it so there's this distinguishing between the attachment creating the dysfunction that's the suffering versus the pain of letting go um when we come back, I'm going to share a personal story about what's going on in my life right now and what's going on in my kids' lives that's sort of bringing up this attachment issue. And I think it can be sort of illuminating for kind of helping each of us to kind of assess what's creating the suffering and how can letting go of our attachment serve our healing journey. Stay tuned for more here on the Christine Upchurch Show in just a few moments. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections, with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, and loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power at work, home, and play. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms, helping everyday women create extraordinary lives every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit VibrantPowerfulMoms.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, It can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW 1150 a.m. in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm talking today about attachment, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Is attachment always bad? I think that in the consciousness community, we throw that word around quite a bit, that attachment is a bad thing and it leads to suffering. But really, there's a lot of healthy attachment. I think the dysfunction happens when we are needing to let go and we don't. Um, it's, it's about seeing the good in the attachment and letting go of it when it's no longer serving us or when it's creating dysfunction. And oftentimes when it comes to attachment, we only get to face it when we are forced to face it, such as the death of a loved one, um, you know, it, the death of a parent, the death of a family member, you know, uh, the death of a pet, the death of, 
death of a friend, either, even the death of somebody who's well-known who we have followed. I think about Wayne Dyer's passing a few years ago that um, affected me deeply. And I think that when we are forced to let go, it can help illuminate for us what's important to us. Um, for me, what, why I've been thinking about attachment lately is the fact that um, my ex is selling the house where our children were raised. And, uh, you know, I left that home a few years ago and created a new home. And my kids know that, you know, I mean, my kids have my home as their home as well. But they have a whole lot of attachment to having grown up, having been born and raised in this particular house, in this particular neighborhood. They know the other neighbors. Um, it's, it it's, was the, always the hub for the neighborhood boys, at least occasionally a girl, but generally boys. I have two boys. And they're now adults. My boys are adults. They're, you know, they're 19 and almost 25. And yet they're finding it very painful, the fact that the home that they were raised in is no longer going to be um, a home that they can go to, down, can go home to. So... Um, I've also had to face my own attachment about it. And it's funny because I left that home a while ago and I left to go to my attachment, as I said before. I thought it was my forever home. It was a very exciting time in, in my life when, um, you know, we got this brand new house and I thought it was going to be where I would live for the rest of my life. And so I went through a process of kind of releasing that along with releasing this concept of the family unit, you know, when I got divorced and releasing my attachment to seeing the kids more often and all that. But anyway, it's, it's something that I went through. And I've come to understand that I also have attachment to my kids being able to connect with that house. And as I've been facing that and helping them to process their letting go, it's helped me to understand that when we face our attachment, especially when we're forced to let go, it helps illuminate for us what's important, what's been important. Um, I think that as we let go of our attachment to something and we are facing the grief and the pain, it can help us to see what it is we liked about it, what it is we, we felt safe about. Like what, what, what was it about it that created that attachment to begin with? And for a home, it might be the safety. It might be feeling loved. It might be having a social life. It might even be just having this one familiar room that's all yours. Um, and for my kids, it's, it's really about sort of kind of like that, that final step of, okay, well, mom and dad split up and we've got two homes now. And yet now they're sort of being forced to take another step toward letting go into adulthood. And it's all painful in some ways, but it's also very beautiful because it helps us to reflect on what it is we loved about it. So in the situation with this house and my kids, we're kind of looking back and saying, oh, remember when this happened there? Or remember when we had this tradition, you know, we, we, um, we had Christmas in the, the burgundy living room that's now getting painted to be more neutral, apparently. But it's, it's like the green of the Christmas tree against the burgundy walls, that there's, there's something special about the memories associated with that. And the family members who came and celebrated there, it, you know, it's, it's the memories of the kids in the neighborhood coming to our house almost all the time instead of my kids going to other kids' house. It was the hub there. They, they realized they really valued that social connection. So the question is, can we take what we're let, letting go of and the information that comes from what's been important to us and move forward to create a new kind of connection and attachment? For instance, that social hub that the, the home was for my kids. Can they create that in their adult life somehow? Can they create an environment, whether it's in their apartment or creating, you know, being in a house with a bunch of other kids, other young adults, can they 
create that same environment so that they their place becomes a social hub. Um, and what else is important to them from what they you know what what they had within that home? Is having a set of books on the bookshelf important because there are certain books that, that they like to read and reread within that home. And do they need to recreate that in their own home? So I think it can be very, very illuminating about what is really important. And of course, within the context of any attachment, I think the, the crux of it is usually about the social connections, the family connections, and feeling loved and loving. So it's the sort of thing that can be very painful to let go of, and yet it can cause us to reflect on what it is we we loved and liked, and maybe even what didn't work very well, and what may be kind of a relief to let go of. But as we let go, it illuminates so much for us. And for me, it's kind of like that next step of letting go of my desire once upon a time to have created this this home, this family unit that will never be the same. And it's been beneficial for me to let go of that on another level, um, but it's also been very illuminating. And it's also helping me to reflect on the, the wonder of the connection with my kids as they were growing up um, because it's it's really special. And I think that it underscores for me uh, the letting go as a parent that I have been going through. So that that attachment that I had that I've let go of has served me. It served my kids. And there's another layer of it that, that we are all releasing, which I'm sure will serve us ultimately. And so anyway, it's it's been a very personal journey of facing my own attachments and helping my children to face their own and to process them in a way so that they can move forward in a healthy, happy way. But it does mean that there's some pain in the letting go. I also think that um, within the context of so much in our lives, we have attachment in ways that sometimes we're not really facing. And it might be attachment to social media It might be attachment to having our routine a particular way. Um, And that attachment can can serve us sometimes. It's like, okay, well, I'm attached to all sorts of people on Facebook. And if you're not one of them, feel free to connect with me either on my my professional page or my personal page, Christine Upchurch. Um, And there are some wonderful connections I have through social media And yet I've gone through stages where I've had too much attachment to, um, you know, maintaining those connections day in, day out. Uh, And even, you know, seeing if people like the things I'm posting, there are some healthy attachments and there are some unhealthy attachments. I think that one of the ways that we often have to um, experience our attachment has to do with our political situation. And I'm going to talk about that in the next segment because I think that many of us who are, you know, once upon a time maybe we weren't so politically involved. Now we're more aware of what's going on. We have great attachment to the shift, to a positive shift. We're having to face our attachment, and it's a real tightrope walking kind of situation trying to find a balance between um, having attachment to being integrity with what it is we want to offer and the shift that we're trying to help facilitate and letting go to those things we can't control. Stay tuned for more here on the Christine Eptrich Show just in a few moments. I'm Christine Eptrich, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field or aura surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. 
The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show. Benny, you get me sometimes. That's funny. Well, you know, 2020, there's quite a few uh, people running. (laughs) You have a chance to get in there. Oh my goodness! Um, yes, we were we were like leading into politics, yeah, and there and, go. and here we are, you know. And we it it, it yes, the campaign, <laughs> the the primary campaign is underway, and the Democratic, at least the Democratic side. I don't. I, apparently, there are a couple of people running against Donald Trump here in the United States, but um, I. How many I was like twenty two or twenty four possible oh, like Democrat? Tw- I believe twenty. I think something it was like, like twenty three, twenty four, uh-huh. something like that. We'll go right. And I think one person dropped out. <laughs> one person and after this I, week's. I uh, well, no, it was a, it was after the last debate. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and anyway, I think some other people should drop out. And by the <laughs> way, you know, since this is a, a conscious radio station, I'm going to mention yeah. the fact that Marianne Williamson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that she has any chance of making it, but oh my goodness, she's does put, she make sense? She's putting up a pretty good fight. She is, yeah. and she's illuminating things and talking about things in a way that it, I think politics really needs to be discussed. And in fact, there was an article in the New York Times about how um, something about how Marianne Williamson could be the one to beat Donald Trump because she's basically addressing the things that, that need to be addressed about the, like the Flint, the, Michigan the, water and so the forth dark yeah. underbelly of yeah. our mm-hmm. that too. of our country mm-hmm. and the fact that that dark force needs to be faced and addressed as opposed to just talking about policies. It's fascinating. Um, it's an interesting time to be alive, particularly here in the United States. And I know that many of us who've been on our conscious journeys um, went through stages where we ignored any and all politics, much of the news, I know that there's still some people out there who do that. I don't know if you're one of them. But um, over the last few years, I got inner guidance that I was supposed to start paying attention to what was going on. And I'm really glad I, I did. But it can be hard to handle because this this Earth place that we're, we're landing on it is a dense planet. And there's a lot of darkness getting illuminated. So I think that it's a real difficult thing for many of us to face our attachment to to having you know our world in a particular way our country to be a place that's 
loving, that's accepting of immigrants, that is um, protecting the environment. I mean, there, there are many things that we desire for our world and for our country, in particular here in the United States, that oh my goodness, it's just getting kind of reversed and turned upside down and there's racism and misogyny and, and I mean, all sorts of darkness is getting illuminated and it is affecting people. There are children in cages right now. Um, it's just, it's incredibly disturbing. So I think that for those of us who are engaged in that way, who really want to consciously help shift the planet, um, we have to balance our attachment to creating something that we're inspired to create, to be a part of positive change, but also letting go to that which we cannot control and to see that there, on some level, perhaps there is some perfection in it. Um, I don't want to just pay lip service to, the, to this perfectionism because of the fact that there are many, many people suffering, and um, you know, I, I don't want to diminish that fact. But anyway, I think that... Um, Part of ha- remaining a, some sort of healthy detachment from the situation is making sure that you've got some self-care, making sure that when you are getting really ignited, angry, um, that if it's inspired action, take that. If it's some way you want to communicate with people to help shift, do that. But if you're feeling like you're a caged animal yourself, then care for yourself. Detach from the news. Um, I know some people who've been recently saying that they're, they're having to step away from the, you know, the, the articles, some of the social media, um, some of the, the television coverage of what's been going on. And it doesn't mean that we don't care. So it's really a balancing act between making sure that we can feel whole, feel calm, feel at peace, but also take inspired action, also face our anger, our sadness about situations to help create change. But that self-care is really, really important. So anyway, I just want to, um, you know, encourage you to see that if you're feeling really resistant to something, that that in and of itself is a form of attachment. So it's the sort of thing where The resisting when it comes from a place of let's help shift something um, in a positive way, when we have something positive at the at the end, the light at the end of the tunnel, that that can be very helpful. But if we're just like pushing against, pushing against, pushing against, then that's not helping create something positive. Um, So that resistance is a form of attachment that can be very unhealthy. So it's really this balancing act, and. And this brings up a type of um, attachment. I was talking to a friend of mine about sometimes we have attachment to remaining engaged, say, with social media, say, with the news, with something that's going on, engaged with our social situation, you know, our, 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 our you know, usual connection to certain friends. Um, that engagement, sometimes that attachment to engagement can sometimes get in the way of us pulling back when we need to pull back and sort of look within, to have that self-care, to have that quiet, to let go to whatever it is we're feeling and experiencing, to let go of that inner flow of guidance, of, of being. Sometimes on the flip side, we have attachment to being withdrawn. Um, I can go there sometimes myself. Uh, introverts need a lot of, of, time alone, time with perhaps just a couple of family members, a couple of dear friends. Um, But sometimes we have attachment to to not having anything to do with the news, to not having any kind of engagement in social media, facing some of the stuff that's out there, Um, sometimes not being engaged with um, our social support system. And that can be dysfunctional as well. So I think that we need to look at our attachment to either being engaged or being withdrawn. Um, and I think that it's, it's the sort of thing where facing the truth of where we're at in, a mo- in the moment can be very helpful for illuminating what's a positive kind of attachment that helps 
fulfill my mission, that helps fill up my love tank, so to speak? Um, and what's the kind of attachment that is leading me to a sense of, of being kind of, uh, I don't know, off kilter, feeling down, feeling negative about the world and kind of trying to balance that out. Anyway, that's, that's my own personal journey into this, this concept of attachment, healthy versus unhealthy. And I really do believe that we need to honor our tribal needs of attachment. We need to honor those connections. And we also need to be very, very aware from a moment-to-moment basis um, of what's unhealthy attachment and how we need to let go. And if we are experiencing suffering, then it may illuminate that we have some unhealthy attachment underway. Okay, that's, that's my little uh, ex- exploration into attachment. I want to reiterate that I've got a new website, christineupchurch.com. It's a, it's a refurbished one, a revised one. I've got a lot of new content including media coaching is something I'm offering now. Um, also, the book that I've got a chapter in. The chapter is called The Downside to Seeking. The book is entitled All You Need is Love, The Importance of Transcending Spiritual Clichés and Living Their Deeper Wisdom. I encourage you to get that. I've got a bonus associated with that that I will still honor, even though it says July 31st on the website. If you purchase the book, um, I will give you that audio MP3 of my chapter uh, as a bonus. Also, explore my new website. If you find an error and you send me an email about it, first of all, I really appreciate finding out where there's an error because one of my personal attachments is to, to things being right and perfect sometimes. So, you know, that's, that's my thing. But if you find that there's, there's something about a sentence that doesn't make sense, um, if there's, there's a link that doesn't work, let me know, and I will send you that MP3 bonus without you having to buy the book. Anyway, um, I want to thank you for joining us here today. Please check out my social media on Facebook, Christine Upchurch, and Christine Upchurch Professional page, and uh, check out christineupchurch.com. I want you to um, live a fulfilled and connected, healthy, attached life, and to be able to release your attachments. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com, where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.